Today, Reese is not here, so I'm going to do this instead. But also, This American Dice will bring you the latest episode of Dragon Vice Spire Peak, otherwise known as DOISP from the D&D Essentials Kit. Previously on DOISP, Serafina and friends, with the help of Don John Raskin, fought off a group of fearsome orcs and received a vision of the terrible ice dragon that caused all this mess in the first place. The orcs are defeated, but will taking a detour through an old ghost town prove to be even more dangerous? Surprise! Were you expecting someone else? Would it make you feel better if I said, I don't have to tell you that? No? Well, (laughs) too bad. It's me this time, Doist the Badger. I'm much more famous than that dried-out old cowboy anyway. Or, well, (laughs) my mistress is. You may have heard of her, Agatha. No, not that one, although I bet she's killed a spark or two in her day. But no, no, I mean Agatha the Banshee. (laughs) She's personal friends with Driss Duerden, and I know you've heard of him. And I know what you're thinking. But no, I haven't met him. Agatha has vowed to kill him if she ever sees him again, so he hasn't been by. I think he stole a mask or something from her. I forget. I read about in a book in high school. The Hathlings and speaking, speaking of books, books don't you have, have some work to do? do? Who are we even talking to? Oh, mistress. Uh, yes, I should really get back to that. Uh, Badger's work is never done. <laughs> I think I've heard that said somewhere. Once or twice. Oh. If only some kind souls could come by and help a poor badger out, it would make things so much easier. Hmm, foreshadowing. It's not a simulation. I'm still oh, hi, we're live. This is David. We're playing a game. The Doispiest Game Alive, Dragons of Ice Spire Peak, Dungeons and Dragons. Indeed. We got two two friends here. Usually just one, but now it's two. As with us as always, Marisa. What's your character's name? Hello, I am Marisa, and my character is named Serafina Tea Leaf. You can call me Feeny Teeny, Beanie Weenie. And <laughs> I also am a bard and a, a fighter. I think I'm at level two or three now. I can't remember. Uh, I think four total. What? <laughs> Special guest with us again is uh, Otson. And I will be playing Don John Raskin. Man with the world famous hog. <laughs> oh, I love how you're changing your, your name on here each time. I've got a lot. I wear a lot of hats, including down there in case it's necessary. Listen, you got to be safe when you're on an adventure. You wow. never know what you're going to run into. <laughs> all right so uh well said last time feeny touched the altar and had kind of a, a vision that uh, showed you a white dragon off in the mountain somewhere that's right yeah mm-hmm, terrifying it seemed to see you back and you zoom back into your body but yeah i think last time you were all pretty messed up yeah it looks like you're or uh, short some hit points here. There was that other orc that was out there. We explained it away that he saw all, all of uh, his dead comrades and just ran away, which I'm totally okay with. Mm-hmm. But if you did want to just like, I don't know, try to interrogate him or do something with him, we can do that too if you want. But I'm totally fine with just like, nope, he's gone. 
And if you guys just want to uh, sleep in these rat beds or something to get your uh, hit points and such back, I'm cool with that or whatever you want to do. What's the next plan, I guess? I mean, I do think that, you know, um, taking a nap and getting hit points back is always a good idea. So. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling particularly well. I think I need to uh, hold on. <coughs> oh, that looks like escargot. It's terrible. I think we should probably rest. There's that room of with the rat beds in it, or mm-hmm. there's that tent outside with the, the orc beds in it, possibly. Hmm. Yeah. Well, did they have uh, uh did they have any kind of place where we could maybe uh rest, get a little uh, relaxation, maybe set up a place that's safe, maybe find a stash of orc erotica. I'm asking for a friend, not for me. And his eyes dart around a lot. <laughs> um, well, uh, I don't know. I, I did see some beds that I know the, the orcs were, were sleeping in when I peeked my head through that hole. And um, I almost got attacked. Uh, but you guys were on the other side of the, of the castle at that, or the shrine at that point. So... I know I saw some beds in there, and now that we know it's empty, we can go sleep in there. As far as orc erotica, I mean, you might have to use your imagination. I know that one orc was real, real attractive. Um, <laughs> yeah. The orc lady. Um, but, oh, you know, I did happen to see some crudely drawn orcs, like, drawings on the on the walls next to the beds. I bet yep. you might find some fun with that, right. John John. I mean, again, not for me. And if it's on the walls, it'll be hard to carry away from here or put in a pocket of some cargo shorts for the person I'm describing who would normally be wearing cargo shorts. Again, not <laughs> myself. But yeah, orc erotica does sound like crudely drawn drawings. Not big on a lot of words. Honestly, that's why the people who like it are into it. It just gets straight to the point. Honestly, that's half of the fun. Hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. Again, um, from what I hear from people who are into this. Not right, me, right. not my situation. Of course, of course. Your friends back in the place where you came from. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's, sure. let's call that friend Ron Tom Jackson. Yes, Ron- that'll do. That's different oh. enough. Yes, the, the great wanderer, Ron Tom Jackson. Um, Ron yeah. Tom Jackson. Well, lucky for you, I know Inverna barely sleeps and... Um, Shanjan is a pretty hard sleeper, and 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 I'll probably just crawl underneath the bed, so I'm not privy to anything. But uh, I think we should go ahead and sleep there for the night and get some rest and be ready to go in the morning. Because I don't know about you guys, but I'm really intrigued with this crazy shrine that we just found, and I want to know some more about that. All right. So yeah, I think we can. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter where you uh, end up sleeping, like either in the beds or in the tent, whichever one. Halfway through the night, it uh, starts kind of it's like a thunderstorm, like rainy. Probably in the bedroom here or in the tent. Either one's probably like leaky and not the most comfortable. But you do get the benefits of a, a long rest in this, which is you get your hit points back and all of your spell slots. There's some other various things that I think are you can only use once during short rest or something. Oh, like your bardic inspiration there, Feeny. Mm-hmm. Like that. But yeah, all that's bet. You're basically reset back to your normal situation. 
<sighs> you guys see Don John's morning routine, which is he wakes up, he stretches, he does like some weird old timey calisthenics. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you like, um, uh, what would be, what's like a weird group of people or like a weird race of people in D&D that I'm imagining Mr. Burns, Iroquois twists, where he's like one, hi, two, hi, <laughs> he's like doing something like that. But what's like a D&D version of that? Um, maybe like a, what about like some sort of, um, like an orc um, squatting, like kind of like a sumo squat, but you're like an orc. So you're just like, Rah. Okay. Yeah, he's like, he's, yeah. He'll, he just kind of gets ready and says, "I learned these a long time ago. These are called uh, orc squats." And he squats down and he makes his mouth look like he's like, some, like going, ah, ah. And he's like, and then gets up again. And he goes, "One." Ah, ah. And he does that like an uncomfortable number of times, and then uh, afterwards, he's like, "All right, I feel a lot better now for my constitutional." Goodbye for a moment. He leaves to go do his business, and then he eventually returns. Well, and then I think uh, Feeney probably gets up, and and she and her her morning ritual is more like she's gonna, of course, you know, dance on over to like splash her face with whatever water they can find around, and then she picks up her her magical ukulele and probably sings like a little morning song like a song from the Tealy family. So that'll be like her her little thing. She's probably out there just singing away and getting ready for the day. Yeah. And in fact, I think it's like still kind of drizzling outside as this is going on. That works. So then, yeah, maybe she'll just kind of like wash her face off with a little bit of drizzle water uh, that she's collected <laughs> overnight. Disgusting. And, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, play a little song while everybody gets ready. Yeah. Sounds good. So now you're back on the road again. Are Unless- we done here at the shrine? Have we have we thoroughly searched through this place to see if there's any useful items that could help us fight those were rats? Yeah, I can say, especially since you kind of stayed the whole night, I think you okay. can figure that out. Like aside from the the stuff you found in that secret shrine thing, which was just gold piece and that wand and that key. I mm-hmm. guess the the other thing was uh that square in the the center mm-hmm. of like the main room. I guess like right above that is where that big brass um bell was and then on the ground there it just says the it's like inscribed what does it say uh may we be divinely enriched by the golden wisdom of Savras. that was maybe the only thing interesting here here's the advantage that we have folks we cleared these uh we cleared these chaps out of this out of this hole and now what we got to do is go back to the mine and convince the were rats that this hole is better than the mine so my question for you is there anything that you got to do here before it gets full of rats? I mean, I, I think that, it, you know, unless we, we want to look for some more, some more useful items that um, could fight off the, the rats. I think, I think I'm pretty much good with my key and my wand. Okay. Well, why don't we split the difference and uh, I'll pop out, drag those uh, orc corpses into that tent and light the tent on fire. And we can, uh, we can head over to see those. Head back to those uh, way rats. Ooh, and I'll play a little song while you um, burn burn <laughs> all the orcs. Um, you know, just something to, to send them on their mystical way across the universe back to orc heaven or wherever they go. Oh, well, orc heaven, you know, I'll tell you about that. 
And Don John proceeds to tell like a long story about how he once got very, very drunk. And Verna's like, all right, so uh, are we going to are we going to go ahead and mosey on now? Well, I'm ready if you guys are. Sounds great. All right. Let me just grab this torch and throw it onto this uh, pile of various <laughs> items that we found and load it up onto this. Oh, my God, Deborah. And he looks at the orc lady and you just see a tear <laughs> go down his eye. <laughs> and he throws the torch onto the thing and stares at it as he's just one tear goes down his face. Maybe Teeny just kind of like, you know, pats, pats his like leg or whatever. And it's just like, you know, oh, well, I understand that um, orcs are who they are, but I, I, I think I know a little more about you now, Don John, that you've shared this beautiful story with me. Um, I'm so sorry about Deborah. They're on their way to orc heaven now. Yeah, those great big fields of orc heaven. Anyway, and he throws something else that's flammable on there and goes, and kind of claps his hands. He's like, no use crying anymore (laughs) over this. All right, let's go. (laughs) So, yeah, I think after this uh, fire started to politely cremate these uh, former enemies, you uh, head on off. And I think it's like drizzly as you're going. So it's pretty uncomfortable. There's like probably a distant thunder, you know, thunderstorms going on, but nothing that's affecting you too much. Mm-hmm. I think I updated this map a little bit. I added these little weird dragon skulls. Th- that's where the uh, dragon has attacked so far that you know of. That wave lawn dwarven and then on the, the path. Yeah. Okay. This is the one you came to that big ice cube last time. Mm. Maybe as you continue up this path back to uh, the ruined city of Connieberry. I don't know if you even went through it last time. You kind of skipped it. But in previous yeah. times, um, Marisa, you had seen um, this big tower or like lightning rod type thing being built in the this ruins of the city to remind you. And I think about that time is when maybe this is when the thunderstorm actually is like right over you and it's kind of you know you're gonna want to probably go to coneyberry to get out of this storm at least maybe there's some shelter there i remember back 16 years or so ago storm so bad i seen lightning struck a cow anyway it was the fastest barbecue any of us had ever seen in our lives (laughs) well you know it's pretty bad but the tea leaves believe that these are all blessings to come. So I'm just going to go ahead and believe that every single little raindrop is one step closer to us defeating this uh, dragon that that keeps creeping around us. I'm sure that Shanjan feels the same way, that these are all blessings from Taimora. And she she kind of, you know, looks at Shanjan and, and kind of bracing herself to be courageous, you know, and then she puts her little like hood over her head and... And she's getting all like, you know, covers up all of her uke and everything to, to stay dry, as dry as possible. Oh, that's right. You are a priest of Timora, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's right. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it'll be fun on this journey if I start describing my opinions about religion. So here's the way that I think. And he starts like going into this diatribe about religion. And it's like, oh, mm. 
All right, so the way I figure it is every other person that I've ever met, including myself, has some kind of magical powers. And I mean, what's a god but this 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 being that has these magical powers? So in a way, aren't we all gods in, in some capacity? And so in that right, I mean, praying to a god that's really just a more powerful version of ourselves is like the equivalent of paying taxes and why you might do it to gain some kind of benefit. When you think about it, it's no more than just paying taxes to a local lord to get the bridges built and the roads fixed, am I right? So, honestly, I don't quite understand it, and I appreciate what you do, but I could never do it myself, as I feel it would be more of a chore. What I'm saying is prayers are taxes. Shanjan's <laughs> uh, response to that would be, oh, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of mortals that have become gods and gods that went back to being mortals, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, that happens all the time. These are just mortals that are just so blessed or just so happy to have um help out people in their own specific way i mean timora has so much luck that she became a god and she helps pass the luck around and you know the her her sister who we don't like to talk about but bishaba the goddess of bad luck sometimes she interferes and she spreads her bad luck and maybe makes it rain on us but yeah and maybe this is as we're walking to coneyberry Sometimes, Timora still finds a way to give us exactly what we need at the exact time. Mm -hmm. Oh, now this is a town. He's got rain, roof tiles, apples strewn about, and it generally <laughs> looks like... <laughs> and then uh, uh, Spini is like, see, what did I tell you guys? It's the tea leaf promise. All of these raindrops from heaven means that we will find something good along the way. That looks like good shelter to me. I'm okay with it. How about you guys? Let's go. And I think there's a path that kind of leads in. So you guys are over there. And I think I believe you can see this green thing uh -huh. is mm -hmm. where maybe you can see it's like rainy. And I think it's still like uh, maybe the afternoon or something by the time you come here. But it's so rainy that it's still kind of like dark and you can't see very far. But this thing over here is a it's almost like a lighthouse like a big tower that has this green glowing energy at the top and it's right next to where that lightning rod is that you had seen before that they were it seemed like they were constructing it you know within the, a couple of weeks which seems impossible but you can see that over there in the rain all right well we can uh maybe get some more supplies uh meet some of the locals and hopefully find something that can help us out with those were rats get them out of that mine and he turns to uh whoever he thinks the dirtiest person the dirtiest bird in the group is and just <laughs> says like and barmaids at towns like this are the dirtiest barmaids you're a you could imagine so huh who does he say that to um i think he says it to uh inverna <laughs> I figure like this cowgirl like this. <laughs> okay, perfect. She just gives Don John a look and just like, well, I don't think there's going to be a lot of uh, barmaids here in this abandoned town, but hey, here's hoping. Yeah, you're right. This this tower that uh, apparently looks like it's just recently been built has been building itself. All right, let's check things out. <laughs> she kind of like kicks the, the dirt or something. But yeah, um, so... Yeah, there's like a little trail that leads over here. I don't know how, how well you can see, but um, did you guys want to go to the, uh, what would it be, like 
the east or down to the south place down there? Well, I guess it doesn't matter too much, but well, we know that we know that there's uh, some kind of activity near this lightning rod thing. Right. Yeah. Why don't we head th head that way? The idea is that it's raining, so at least to get into shelter. But specifically, it doesn't matter because you come across something when you go a little further this way. Oh, oh, head dapper. Yeah, it's a looks like a badger about the size of a Seraphina, so like quite a big badger. Mm. Jer Jeremy, you son, I didn't know you were in town. Or maybe stands up on his hind legs and it's like, J J Jeremy, no, my name's Doisp. Doisp oh, the badger. How are oh, you? Sorry. sorry about that, mate. I thought you were Jeremy, another friend of mine. He's a badger. And before you say it, no, I don't think you all look the same. It's just you and Jeremy look particularly similar. You're both badgers. Well, I've, I've never met another giant badger that could talk like me. I would love to see him. But no, I, I suppose, oh, you, what, what four, four people are here? You've answered my summons, I suppose. Uh, what summons, um, Mr. Doyce? Uh, I mean, I, I don't mean to be rude, but um, I assume you're a mister. Oh, I can. He's not wearing any clothes aside from that hat. He's definitely a mister. I can see. Oh. Well, <laughs> Mr. Doyce was my father. Please just call me Doyce. Oh, well, yeah. So, Mr. Doyce, so nice to meet you. It's very rare that I, too, meet such magical, mystical creatures that are about the same size as me. I wonder if you and I could wear the same size hat. And she sort of like reaches up to like touch his brim and then says, uh, oh, oh, but, you know, excuse my, uh, my my openness. I'm I'm a tea leaf sea, so we just like to make new friends. But um, you know, we also enjoy a good adventure. And where and who were you trying to summon? Thanks for asking. I've been trying to find um some sort of help for my mistress. She's oh, she's lost something very important to her, and she's just who very very um well cranky sometimes when she doesn't have her way. And say life. no more. Say no more. I get it. You need somebody to come in here and show you show your lady a good time. Well, I can do it, but I want to make sure that everybody's all right with it. How many people are going to be there aside from you and her? Oh, uh, don't mind my friend there, Don John. He's very um, open in his opinions. Uh, but I mean, I guess if that's what you want, but but uh, please, please tell tell us what you need. Um, your mistress, you say? Would that mean Mrs. Doyce? And I think I think Don John elbows uh, Shanjan, and he mm -hmm. goes, "A talking badger." He's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Uh, yeah." <laughs> Check it out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I don't see that every day. Have, ha wait, have have you seen one, Jeremy? Uh, yeah, Jeremy. Were you just kidding her? I've never made a joke in my life, you little f <laughs> <laughs> He just looks very uncomfortable. Anyway, Jerep, oh, sorry, Doyce, but, um, yeah. <laughs> your, your mistress, you need help with, you need help for her, and not apparently the help that I thought. I apologize, I read the room incorrectly. Oh, yeah, I'm not quite sure what you mean, sir. But, no, she's lost something very important to her, one of her, her various spell books that she's, uh, she keeps about, and she thinks it's somewhere around here. And well, I have my ideas, but I can't quite get to, uh, you know, the person I believe has it to ask. He's a, uh, well, I said my mistress was cranky, but he's quite, he's quite worse. Uh, well, 
first of all, <laughs> this um, magical book definitely made my ears perk up. What do you think, Inverna? And she kind of like looks over and says like, magical books, you love magical books. Well, tell us a little more about about your your lady friend. First of all, is she some sort of witch? Uh, I have so many questions. And um, how did she lose her magic book? And, and then who is this other cranky fellow that that we need to be worried about? Because you know me. Well, I guess you don't know me, but now you're gonna know me. And then she pulls out her ukulele and like strums a little tune, and she's like, "I can make any frown turn upside down." <laughs> Doisp says, um, oh, well, that that sounds like quite a valuable talent you have. <laughs> no, my my mistress is a is a very powerful wizard. She was I'm sure you've heard of her. Uh, Agatha. Yes. No. Oh, no. OK. Well, she's very powerful. She's been here for centuries. In fact, uh, quite, quite long, even in life. And as an elf, she lives, you know, quite, quite some time. But she's uh, collected many things in recent, more recently and one of them, this book, and these uh, rather uh, rough types kind of moved in here, and she lost the book about the time they came in. And uh, well, I'm pretty sure that uh, one of them took them, especially the one that and he points up at the tower, especially the one that has moved in there. I'm quite certain, but I tried to get there a couple times, and well, almost got shocked. Ah, huh. huh, makes sense. It's a big old lightning tower. So, uh, what's your mistress? She she's she's so powerful she can't uh, get this book back herself. Don't mean to be a real pain in your ass, but uh, she's got you running around finding other folks to do this. Uh, surely that must be a heck of a situation. Oh, of course, I believe she she actually um, I'm here to help her out. She she gave me this beautiful hat that lets me talk to charming people like you. But oh, it's the hat. Oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Um, man, I wonder if I put the hat on, how it would make me talk, since I already know how to talk. Don't do it. I assume it would cancel the situation out. You would no longer be able to talk. You would just root around in the ground, living in a burrow, being curmudgeonly, and not wanting to hang out with your freewheeling friend who's a toad. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know much about uh, tea leaves, but... um. Uh, we're not too uh, unfamiliar with uh, burrowing around in the ground, okay? Mm. Anyways, but you're probably right. I probably won't be able to talk. But what an interesting hat you have there. I'm so interested to meet your mistress. Oh, and I bet, I bet Inverna would want to meet her too since she's an elf. I wonder if they know each other. He's like trying to think, what's the deal here? Is there a possibility that I could maybe sense the motive of this badger man Jer yeah. jeremy badgerman <laughs> yeah there is a uh a thing similar to that i believe is it just uh, insight 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 yeah. eh, okay i suck at that but okay oh, well, i got it yeah. i rolled an eight so probably not oh well i mean even with an eight you can kind of sense that he doisp is kind of a a gentle honest soul you know what little fella i like you you got a snazzy hat, and you got an attitude to match. And from what I've seen from downstairs, you're probably a hit with the ladies. So, by the way, there's ladies around. Put that away. Oh, uh, geez, Don John. 
I know that your cargo pants cover all of the all of your things, but it's pretty natural for um, mystical beings and yeah, even tea leaves. The only reason I'm even wearing clothes right now is because um, I have to for you guys. Well, but... I don't know. If, I don't know if there's any cargo shorts big enough to cover that situation. And he's pointing to the badger. The badger well... just winks. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I am really interested in meeting your mistress. I love other mystical ladies. Yeah, let's let's do it. And also, Doisp, if you're aware of any sup on the down low, if you're aware of any kind of supplements or anything like that that you're perhaps privy to that I could maybe get a recommendation of, I'd really appreciate it. But again, that's between you and me, right, mate? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, let's talk to her. Help this help this fella out. Just to be uh, -huh. uh just to be clear with you, buddy, we're popping in to uh to take a rest as we're off on a on a, a journey of our own. Need to get some supplies, especially uh something to deal with some nasty critters of our own. So maybe you can scratch my back, I can scratch your back. Um but yeah, he, he goes down there to this kind of uh this messed up kind of building down here. Yeah, he's like, She's is right in there. It's the middle of the afternoon, it should be be up if you just uh, step right inside. Please uh, try not to be too scared. She's, as I said, sometimes cranky, but still a, a very nice, um, intelligent, and kind person. Just not oh. when she gets doesn't have her way, as I said. Ah, oh, well, we'll see if we could help her out, maybe, especially if you could help us with some uh, supplies. You think you got can get that taken care of? Oh, well, I'll, I'll do my best. I can, I can start working on that now if you'd like. Absolutely. We're going to need something out of silver to uh, deal with some nasty rats. Hmm. I think I might have an idea. All right. Well, you said just go ahead in, eh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Is there any reason I might think this is a trap of some kind or an ambush? I guess you, you made that insight. So from that, you can kind of maybe retroactively figure out, like, oh, he probably isn't a trap. Okay. Then unless uh yeah. actually Serafina, do you want to give it another shot? Yeah, actually I will. Hey, pretty good. Cool. So yeah, it doesn't seem like a trap to you either. You think um actually oh here, here's something you can pick up with that insight. Like um Doisp, when Don John gave him a task to do, like, oh go go um find some supplies for us. He was like, Oh yes, of course, I will leave immediately and didn't really want to talk to his mistress. So he you kind of pick up like, oh, he's kind of scared of this lady. Hmm. But it doesn't seem like sending you to the wolves or anything. I hope there's not wolves in here. <laughs> I think I want to go in first. I think I, I'd probably like be like, you know, you know, Don John, I know that you're you're a really experienced adventurer and all, but um how shall I put this? Sometimes your confidence, that's right, your confidence, uh, can be a little much for the ladies. So, woman to woman, magical woman to woman, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and, and head on in first and, and meet the mistress. All right. Sounds good. I'll stay, a, I'll stay a couple of steps behind, perhaps hidden in a closet or behind a sheet and watch. Ooh, well, I don't know if I would necessarily <laughs> suggest that. Uh, you know, kind of try to find a happy medium between too confident and too scary. Oh, okay. Huh. So not going in as confident and amazing as I usually am. Okay. Well, I guess I'll just go in as a regular guy. Okay. He winks at Shanjan. Am I right? 
And he's like, uh, I don't know what to think. <laughs> oh, um. <laughs> Feeney goes, uh, and she's like, there, there you go. Good job. Keep it up. And then just kind of like shakes her head a little bit and walks on in first. Cool. So the first thing you notice when you come into this, like, I mean, I guess they're supposed to be double this size, but I guess use your imagination because this is a 10 foot scale, but whatever. But it's a, uh, the roof is maybe uh, only partially up. Um, so there's still like rain coming down. And there's a big tree <laughs> that's growing in the kind of center of this used to be some sort of building. Um, and you don't see anyone at first, but maybe as you're kind of looking around, you hear this uh, this unearthly voice from behind you. Hmm. And who do I have here? Her like uh, dark hair that just kind of is uh, flowing behind her, like she's in um, you know, like underwater, and she has these. They're kind of like silken, like wizardy robes, but they're also like undulating weirdly. You can't see her feet touching. It's just like the bottom of the dress kind of rippling under her. Yeah, Don John is just staring at that and he's like, I'm pretty sure this woman's a ghost. Well, hello, ma'am. My name is uh, Serafina and uh, I am of the Tealy family, as you can see. And she pulls out her ukulele. I am a bard, but I am also a fighter. And I've gone through many, many, um, and she just sort of like, I don't know, has this like weird inherent feeling like I got to prove myself to this lady. So she's like, I've had many adventures and fought many, many mystical beings. And uh, one such beautiful elf as yourself, um, I'm sure that you can recognize that I myself am a mystical being. Um, and of course, I have my friends here with me, uh, Donjon, Shanjan, and Inverna, another elf. And uh, we were told by your your friend, Mr. Doisp, to come and assist you in finding your magical book. And she sort of like does this like kind of curtsy bow thing. Like she's very like awkward, doesn't know how to address this lady. Yeah. And she kind of just, uh, you know, observes you stoically, I guess. And uh, you think you can fetch uh, this book from the anchorites that have invaded my old home? Well, rights. I mean, sorry, nothing. Well, I, I would say that uh, I, I have met lots of different um, creatures along the way, including uh, our our latest latest battle with orcs. I'm extremely good at finding things and fighting things. So yes, I do feel quite confident. If you'd give us the chance, of course. <laughs> sort of bows and curtsies. This weird bow and curtsy again. She's like um. Well, that creature, the anchorite, Moesco, he also said that he could help me, and he only stole from me, and now set up some sort of eyesore next to me. How are you doing that? Oh, well, you can tell that we are extremely trustworthy. Um, we have many references from our the place that we've been staying in, as you see, myself, Shanjan, and Inverna are we're adventurers, and since coming to the town of Fandolin, we have uh, done many, many quests uh, all over. I could give you um, lots of examples if you really want to go through all of our adventurous tales, but I'll tell you, the best way that uh, you can learn that you trust me is by letting me sing you a beautiful song. And then she like pulls out her ukulele and plays her a song about trust trustworthy tea leaves. 
and I think Don John tries to tries to back her up. When she when she'll sing certain things, he'll try to like harmonize with her, but he doesn't know what she's going to sing. So it's always like a, a beat off a little bit where because he has to like hear what she's saying. <laughs> and then he doesn't know if she's gonna hold that note at all. And so he's yeah, it's it's him trying to harmonize with a song he is only hearing for the first time. Okay, so what I'm hearing is you want to make a performance check at disadvantage with uh, Don John helping you. <laughs> Uh, I guess <laughs> performance. Yes, disadvantage. No, <laughs> I don't think you have to do it in disadvantage. I was just a joke. Okay, okay, I'm ready for this. Ready? Yeah. And she's like, "I'm a trustworthy tea leaf. We, you can trust us all. You believe." <laughs> oh my gosh! Incredible. That was quite good. A 19. Uh, is what you rolled, so that means a 23. I'm a trustworthy tea leaf. <laughs> and that's all you can believe, leaf. Believe. <laughs> you can trust in me, believe in me, because we are all family. Family. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, because because you did so good, she's going to give you some more uh, some more info here. She's going to say, um, "Oh, maybe maybe she does make like a oh no, Austin's here, but she's going to make this pleasant face like, well, well it, it has, has been, been so, so long, long since I've heard, heard a real song. I appreciate that. that. I don't know if I like the backup vocals, but well, it's a." I guess it's an acquired taste if you if you are a bigger, well, an audiophile. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so after that, you know, Feeney's just like trying to en entrance this this lady with her song, and sort of is like, oh, okay, well, um, now that now that you know you can trust in me, and uh, and that song I wrote especially for you, mistress. Um, every tea leaf trustworthy song is different based on the person that they're singing it to. So, you know, that has only touched your ears once and only once. So do you think that possibly you could give us some more information that we may be able to assist you better? Yes, I think that's fair. I have been here for centuries and perhaps my, uh, my gopher, and by that I mean badger, not the animal gopher. Hopefully you understand. But anyway, I've been here for quite a long time. I've been inquiring things. I, I enjoy it. It gives me a, a simple pleasure just to read things. One such thing that I acquired was the Book of Fang and Talon. It was a book penned by the worshippers of the god of beasts and werewolves. Malar? Beasts and werewolves, I. Well, now this sounds interesting. Tell me more. Well, yes. He asked to see it once, and I didn't tell him where it is, but it disappeared shortly after, and I'm sure that this Moesco, the Heartless, has it somewhere in that tower. Because of my current condition, I can't stray very far. Seems he might have known that and set this tower up at the very limit of where I'm available to travel to. And he also mentioned, as I said, an anchorite of Talos, 
the god of storms, destruction, that is in direct opposition. She kind of maybe looks up at, oh, maybe like she's under where the uh, the roof is, you know, not existent. So the rain is just like going through her and just, she looks up at the storm over her now. And she says, which has made the weather less than pleasant this summer. But if you could get that for me, then maybe I can forgive this intrusion of you for um, well, we certainly didn't mean to intrude. Uh, you know, we were just passing by um, on another on another quest, actually. But we can always make time to help somebody in need, especially someone so ethereal as yourself. And she does another weird curtsy bow thing and turns back to the guys, to the to her friends and says, all right, all right, guys, what do you say? Let's go find this book. Yeah. Especially because, you know, it just happens that we need some help with some werewolf critters uh, ourselves. Not werewolves, were-rats more so. It's a lot less interesting than if it was werewolves. I mean, that would be more impressive. But enough of a pain in the ass as it is. We got to deal with them. So if we can help you find a book about that, sounds good to us. Yeah, and I think uh, as you two are kind of discussing that, when you look back, she uh, she looks different. And when you see it again, she looks like a... How to, like a terrifying almost like a skinless uh horror basically oh my god and remember do not betray me like the last so-called heroes that said they would help me and she kind of with that kind of just fades away well that certainly was uh a slight ominous turn at the end yeah i would definitely say that as well but um well i mean i guess she doesn't really know us that well so it's fair to say that she doesn't understand that we're not going to hurt her. I say we find this book and get the information we need for the were-rats and uh, get out of here as soon as possible because I'm not sure if you guys saw that, but that was not a very pretty face. I don't think I want to see that again. And she oh. sort of shudders and was like, ooh. All right, well, let's take care of these uh, Ancorans. <laughs> yes, to the Ancorans. <laughs> no, they're anchorites of Talos. <laughs> yeah, Ancorans who worship Thanos. Oh, I got it. I got it. Uh, something like that. Anchor, anchor, anchors away. Let's go do this. <laughs> no. no, I mean I had to look this up. An anchorite is just like a a priest that is in seclusion. I thought it was like a D and D made up term, but it's actually a, a real thing. All right. Well, unlike Talos, which is a made up god, as far as I know. Yeah. So let me know where you're headed now. I think uh, if you. Fr- Go further along this this area. It comes to like a kind of a fork. Fork away, huh? Well, let's just head over to that big uh, lighthouse. Let's head over to that big lighthouse lightning rod and see if we can uh, find something out about this anchorite. That's right. I was purposely mispronouncing it earlier. You got me. Well, uh, I'm down to go find a Oops. priest. We already have a priest friend. Maybe we can convince him to help us out once Maybe. he meets the again, you know? Priest to priest, you never know. Ah, priest to priest. That was one of my favorite uh, plays that they would put on every week. They had those two uh, twin girls who'd been separated <laughs> at birth, but were later on adopted by two separate couples who lived together in a peculiar situation that was kind of a will they, won't they? Ah, uh, yes, yes. I don't know if I ever saw that play, but... Um... Can, you've done so many crazy things around the world. 
uh, Don John. I wouldn't put it put it past anybody to to have done that. You got me. It wasn't a play odd scene. It was a play I wrote. And he pulls out from his <laughs> vest uh, like a script, and he's like interior. And then when nobody's <laughs> interested, he's like fine. He puts it uh, away. She and she sort of like yeah. pats him, like pats his hand, and she's like, you know what? After we confront these um, private priests. Um, I think that, uh, you know, why don't we all take turns reading your play? Right, right, guys? And she sort of, like, turns to the guys and is like, right, Shan Jan? Right, Inverna? We'll, we'll read some of your play. And Don John just shakes his head. No, 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 you don't read a play. It's to be <laughs> experienced as you sit in the audience and see the magic on stage. <sighs> no one's ready for this yet. Never mind. <laughs> so, yeah, my question here is, uh, so what's How the... How good uh, is the play? <laughs> yeah, of course. Follow up. What's the marching order? Hmm. Is there anybody who could maybe uh, like see ahead with some kind of magical something or other to tell if there's magic afoot, or does Don John just have to use his intrepid hunter senses? I um, mean, I I have like some goggles, but I don't know if that's actually going to help us. Do you think it'll help if, if I put my goggles on? If it's dark enough for my goggles? Yeah, I don't know if that'll help so much. The dark vision, you or Inverno's. Yeah, I think you're all kind of in the same boat, I think. All right, then follow me. Alrighty then. Here we go. And then they all follow. So is there a way that you... I could be on like the lookout for an ambush or uh, traps or anything? Yeah, I mean I can I can crouch ahead, I think, and if you want to make um stealthy or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Why don't you make Either whoever is in front, figure that out first, and then whoever that is, make a perception check. Huh. Oh, pretty good. All right. So yeah. Ooh, almost got you. So it doesn't actually get the surprise on you, but I still want you to make a uh, was I believe it's a wisdom save. Yes, a wisdom saving throw. I didn't do very well. I got a seven. Ooh, yeah, that is lower than what what we need. So you see this creature. Mm. You probably think it's a tree at first. It kind of looks like a tree person <laughs> instead of a head. It's got like weird branches coming off it looks like it's made out of bark skin and everything kind of like feminine looking i guess but it Don john's affect... not interested <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're under this effect for right now because you didn't do that uh saving throw okay what's a good charm looking thing Ooh, that one's good cool so i put a little thing next to you he's charmed or are we all charmed just him right now but if you could roll initiative, we'll see what happens next. Um, what'd you roll a 14? Okay, perfect. Did you roll um, awesome? I oh, did. Yeah. I got a 17. Oh, very good. Oh, man. Someone got a natural 20 on theirs. Oh, my. Okay. I think I have them all. Oh, we actually start off with Shanjan. Oh, he must have got the 20, I bet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, do you want to keep your same sidekicks as last time, Dunjon? Do you want to be Shanjan? Or do you want to switch them up? Uh... Sure, I'm familiar enough with Shanjan. Let's that'll probably make things quicker. Cool. Yeah, what's he up to? So I don't know if any I'll just say to make it easy, this uh wooden creature kind of uh, came out and just maybe it like creepily kind of pointed at Don John with like these branch twig like fingers. Oh, just like you, you are mine. mine. Just like in this strange like ethereal kind of kind of like feminine voice. Mm-hmm. It's like rustling leaves. Yeah, I think Don, uh, Don John turns and uh, just starts having a conversation with this tree. <laughs> he's like, he's like, now listen, I don't know if I'm anybody's, but you've got me intrigued. 
go on. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely into it. So how does Shan Jan do you think react to that? Shan Jan's like, whoa, oh no. D- does he realize this, that uh, Don John is ensorcelled? Yeah, I think everyone kind of realizes that this creature put some kind of spell on you. Okay. Well, Shan Jan has the ability to shoot fire at stuff. Yeah, sacred flame, huh? Yeah. So he'll be like, hmm, does he have any part? T- I don't know the deal with his god. Talos is the god of luck? Uh, Timora. Talos Timora. is the storm god. Okay, Timora is the god of luck. Would he have any opinion about tree peoples or nature that I should know about? No, I don't think so. About the same as everyone else does. Okay. Hates it. <laughs> the worst. Yeah, he, says, he says, I hate trees. And he shoots fire at this tree. As you know, I'm not a fan of trees. Ooh, I did it. All right. Well, then never um, mind. Oh, yeah. Nothing happens on a... Okay. Yeah, so maybe it... Yeah, how Just, does that look? I'll um, you, you describe that. Uh, yeah, so Shan Jan says, like, uh, maybe thinks about, like, oh, last time Don John almost died. Shan Jan's like, I'm not going to let that happen again. And also, I hate trees. No. Um, <laughs> and so, he, yeah, he thinks to himself, like, all right. How about a little fire, Scarecrow, and shoot some flames at this tree? But he just lights a bunch of other trees on fire and does not (laughs) at all hit this uh, uh, dryad creature. Yeah, that makes sense. Dryad? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he just, he just, a bunch of the forest is on fire now. And he's like, oh, oops. Makes sense. All right, then he'll be like, he'll be like, Don John, wake up. The forest's on fire for some reason. Okay. I think I'm whispering this to you. This is the description of the charm thing. But anyway, it's that creature's turn. Yeah, okay. So I think this creature, um, one of its arms kind of grows into this, looks like a big, uh, like, knotted kind of club. And goes over to, uh, hmm, yeah, I think it's going to go to Feeny and try and bop her on the head. <gasps> oh, bunny foo-foo. She bought, he Benny foo fooed me. So does a 16 hit Feeny? So it, that actually misses you. Yeah. All right. So then Feeny, uh, he tries to bop her on the head and she um, darts out of the way. And she says, um, she kind of like yells at him and she puts her arm up and she's like, you might be a strong tree, but I'm a tea leaf. And I'm, <laughs> and I don't, and I don't fall so easily. And I think uh, the dryad, uh, as her little bonus actions, just says to Don John, she looks over to him with her weird branch face. And it's just like, um, please leave us. us. She's trying to compel him. And then it's his turn. All right. Well, looks like my business here is done. As you can see, this uh, lady is not my type. I'll leave her to you. Uh, I'd suggest in this situation, one of you use the old system of dibs and I will be moseying, uh, this way. So is there a way he can resist that order or does he just have to do it? Cause I'm seeing this and so, it doesn't yeah. suggest that there's another, nope, uh, it. if the target can see the dryad, it must succeed on a DC 14 wisdom savings throw or be magically charmed, but I'm already magically charmed. Mm-hmm. So the thing is it, you send the dryad or its enemies do anything harmful to the target. So yeah, if they ever hit, try to attack you 
anyone on the Dryad team, Team Dryad, mm-hmm. then you can make the save again. Okay. Well, yeah, I think he'll, uh, he's not going to like totally leave the scene, but he'll kind of back up thinking, all right, well, clearly maybe one of these people is more interested in uh, his buddy, the Dryad, and uh, he'll, he'll kind of just try to wingman them so that if they're, uh, if they're really interested in this dryad, they can get a little uh, knotted wood action, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's kind of the situation where, um, Oh, my, my four best friends are fighting or what are they doing? Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll, he'll back up and say like, he'll just say, I could have sworn long ago. This was orchards where it's just (laughs) like, he's kind of thinking about other stuff now. Yeah. That makes sense. So then, uh, Hold on. Does it make sense? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, <laughs> no. It, it's, some limitations. I, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's what he's. I think that's what he's doing. But I. Yeah. It, does it make sense? Eh. Yeah. Good point. So then, over this way, you see another one I'm over here. And uh, what's she gonna do? Oh yes, of course. She's going. She kind of puts both of her weird twig arms out, and seems to cast a spell. Hmm. And you hear, or you you feel like the soil under underfoot is kind of moving. Who interesting. Okay, so yeah, it looks like all these vines kind of grow up under you. It's in a twenty foot. Oh, in donjon too. Ooh, actually, does that count as harmful? Probably. You can probably make a save at the end of the end of your turn. I forget what the actual wording. But in this area now, there's all these like vines that grow up and try to uh, entangle you. Oh, and I got to deal with this too. Yeah, it looks like it, it just got you as well. Oh, damn. This vine's apparently bludgeoning me. Ooh, actually, that... yeah. Uh, I think that counts as you You can make a, another save for this. Since, uh, I mean, I misjudged the uh, space, but maybe so did she. So I'll let you do that save if you want. So that's um, another wisdom. Do I take that 11 damage or is that from a previous attack? No, that was a, that was a previous thing. Okay. So another wisdom savings throw. Got a 17. Oh, dang. Okay, I think that, yeah, I think you need a 14 or over, so you're, you're yeah. actually good now. Uh, what? Kind of Wait a minute. shake out of it. Although now you're, these vines are creeping up your leg and restraining oh. you. This is why I'm not interested in tree women. Ah, ah, hi. <laughs> now we're over to uh, Feeny. Okay. So, yeah, you're actually, so there's all these vines and stuff that are kind of trying to tie you up. Mm-hmm. So this this whole area is difficult terrain, so it costs double your speed to move through it, for mm-hmm. one. If you try to cast a spell, you have to make a savings throw first. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and to move out of it, it looks like you have to, but then after that, it's just difficult terrain, if I'm reading this correctly. So yeah, you'll have to make a strength check if you want to uh, to fight or move out of here. Okay. Actually, I guess it doesn't say you can, you don't you can't fight, so maybe you can actually fight, but you just can't move. That makes sense to me. Huh. Feeny, um, she pulls her rapier out and she, I guess, tries to slash at the, I don't know, like the creatures reaching out with the, with its limbs. Yeah. The one right in front of you, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Did I do it? Yeah, Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. You're only, yeah. You just rolled pretty poorly though. So, yeah. Yay! <laughs> yeah, you, you actually end up. Oh, maybe it like backs away and you can't get it because of the the vines that are wrapping you up. Wrap it 
up, girl. <laughs> and, and then she, yeah, so she's she swishes, like tries to swish at it, and um, it backs up, and she just like, you know, all you can hear is like the swoosh in the air whoosh, of her rapier not getting anything. Yeah. Um, do you want to try and move out and do the saving throw, or do you want to pass on? I guess I can saving throw. Sure, that's a, just a strength save. Okay. Oh, yeah, very good. So you're actually able to break out, so... Woo! Um, it'll only affect your speed, but you can actually move and cast spells and stuff next time, if you so choose. But, until then, I think I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna give it over to Inverna. Yeah, Marisa, you're controlling Inverna. Oh, I am. That's right. So she, she's in the same predicament you were. These vines are kind of all over her, so she can't move or cast a spell without first making that check, but she can attack stuff. Okay. So I believe it's actually harder to do a, a range thing, like mm-hmm. bow and arrow against people that are fighting, like in melee, like you and this dryad down there, but you could theoretically attack that one. Okay. And Verna looks over near where Feeny is and is like, you know, like very softly, but like enough that she, Feeny can hear her and she's like, Duck! I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get this tree, and she takes her bow out and aims it right at the where you would think the head is. Ooh, yeah, that that one hits. So after she hits it, she looks at it again and is like, "Timber." Oh, very nice. <laughs> um, do you want to have her make her check, or do you want to? I guess she doesn't have to move. What do you think? Wait, I guess. Cool. All right, so now back to Shanjan. All right, so Shanjan is like, uh-oh, this did not go well. And he's going to try to shoot this flame at um, this one over here. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, so he'll just blast this thing. So it just has to make that uh, dexterity save. Yeah, so Shanjan, uh, you think this is going to definitely, you know, hit the creature this time. Uh-huh. But maybe Shanjan realizes this and tells everybody else, but just like, wait, hold on, uh... It seems, I think it's like resisting the spell somehow. Hmm. Okay. So within game mechanics terms, meaning it has advantage? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he'll warn everybody about that and then, uh, and say like, we might just have to prune these shrubs the old fashioned way. (laughs) And he looks back at Don John and Don John gives him a thumbs up. Good comment. I locked that quip. (laughs) And do you want to make him do the save, or are you good? Donjon? Chan-Jan. Too many rhyming names. The save... <laughs> or not enough, really. The save for... To breaking what? through the, the uh, vines? Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a strength save. 19 is pretty good. Oh, yeah, so he, he can break... So in the, in the future, or now, if he wants, he can move. He just takes, like... He takes kind of a, a few steps back here and there, and uh, a bunch of the vines that were grabbing at him, like, kind of entangle one another and stop... And he's able to kind of step out of them. Oh, yeah, I like that. That's cool. Because of luck. Yeah. (laughs) And Don John says, you lucky dog. Good job, mate. You got out of there. And he takes out his uh, bird call quarterstaff. And he's like, yeah, now let's get him. Now it's the other thing's turn. That's going to use this big club that it kind of turned its hand into to try and hit Serafina again. So Serafina is now, she kind of can see clearly now, right? At this point. She's not ensorcelled or whatever. 
Yeah, she was never ensorcelled so far. Right, right. But she is like, she's okay now. Yeah, you're still in like the the bush kind of, but you're not entangled by the vines. Right, I'm not entangled. That's what I meant. And, this, and then this dryad kind of looks at you creepily with, with no face or no expression at all and just tries to hit, or does hit you with this, uh, this kind of rounded, like mean looking, still living, like branch, I guess, and does eight damage to you. Hmm. Feeny gets knocked back and, you know, maybe like holds her hand to their ch- her chest like she's been winded a little bit. And she puts away her rapier and she looks up and narrows her eyes. And then it's back to Don John. All right. So Don John's annoyed. All right. You tree folks. Let's just say these topiaries are going to get cut down to size. And he pulls out his machete, says, let's go. And he's going to try to charge at the one that's attacking Serafina. Oh, yeah. So you can move through your friend's squares. But do you mm-hmm. remember everything in this pink one costs double the amount of movement that it normally would? Right. So he should be able to just get over there. Do I have to make that savings throw to just get away? Like to move at all? Um, yeah. I, but did you make it last time? I forget. I don't believe I did. Okay. Yeah. So just um, make that real fast then. Okay. And it's dexterity or strength or what? Strength. Yeah. Strength saving through. It's an eight. Blech. Ooh. Yeah. You needed a 14. And he's like, let me just get over there. Damn these. I'm allergic to these. Maybe you, you try to go over there and it just, yeah, there's, you know, he's it's tangled hack- around your leg and stuff. He's hacking at them, but they keep growing back so quickly. He can't like un- unentangle, disentangle himself. Oh yeah. I love that. And he's like, oh, I haven't been in a situation like this since I was in the swamp of Varela. Ah. So yeah, that, so you didn't actually do that. Didn't count as an action, so you can still do something if you got some. All right. See, this is the thing that within the game system makes sense, but within rea- like the fiction doesn't. Within mm-hmm. the game system, he can be like, "Well, then instead, I'll pull out my bow and arrow and shoot them with a bow and a- with an arrow." But if he's like so entangled, he can't move very well. Maybe just his legs are entangled. Maybe yeah, that's that makes the deal. Sense. Okay, so yeah, so if his just his legs are entangled, he'll be like, he'll be like, I got a stick for you, and not the one you'd want. And he pulls out a, he <laughs> knocks an arrow and he shoots it at this dryad that's uh, messing with Serafina. Okay, uh, since they're in melee though, I think you get disadvantage on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that one hasn't been hurt at all, so that's not a, wor- a terrible idea. What do I do? Oh, and can you use your hunter's thing on on one of these? I can. Do I just say I'm using my hunter's thing on this? Yeah, I believe it's a, a bonus action, right? Hunter's mark. Yeah, I, th- I think it's just... Oh, yeah, bonus action. Casting time yeah. bonus action. Okay. Yeah. All right, so if this works, I do more damage. Even better. But it does not work. I think I got the six. Yeah. So he's like, take this! One of the one of the vines like entangles him, and it just like flies into the air, and he's like, ah! And it just lands right next to him, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, back to this thing. Oh, this one kind of puts her her little toy cans out to Serafina and just like, why did you fight us? And you can kind of hear it in your mind. And in fact, she's trying to charm you. So why don't you give me a wisdom saving throw? Okay. Oh, no, you're so close. But no, you are charmed. No. Maybe she starts like like um, swaying like a tree in the wind, you know, mm. like with her arms out. And she's like, Ooh. Yeah. And is that an action for you? Yes, it is. Yeah, I think 
she goes into here and then disappears. Hmm. Like she walks into that tree as if it's like a like a door. And then in fact, it's your turn, Serafina. All right. So what can I do if I'm uh, under a spell? Like basically, can I still do my moves, but you know? Yeah, so actually you can do anything you could before it. And in fact, the one that for this turn doesn't matter too much because just that lady who disappeared, you view as like your best friend. But this dryad that's attacking you, not so much. Okay, so I'm going to go back to what I was going to do before. And basically she, you know, maybe she looks back at her, her, the tree that she's under the spell of and she's just like, wait, no, my friend. And then she hears the tree in front of her like making rustling noises and she turns back around and she's like, you made my friend leave. And then <laughs> she pulls out her, um, then she puts away her rapier and then she pulls out her bow because she saw what Inverna did with her bow. So she pulls out her bow and uh, attempts to strike it in the same vicinity, like where its face kind of is. Uh, this one in front of you? Yeah. Since it's a ranged weapon and it's right next to you, you get disadvantage because it's next to you. But otherwise you're good. You still have a chance of hitting. Hmm. Or you can just keep attacking with your, your sword and stuff. I guess I'll just rape, rape here at it. And, and... Oh, and remember you still have those uh, inspirations too. You can hand out to your buds. I'll do that to my buds then. Yeah, and I think, pretty sure that's a bonus action. So you can still attack it. You can do both. Okay, so I can inspire my friends and pull the rapier and try to stab it again? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to inspire my friends, and then instead of taking out the bow, I will continue to stab the tree monster, but like in the same area where Inverna hit it. Yeah, that makes sense. Ooh, okay, perfect. You do actually stab this uh, creature and you maybe cut off some of the, the weird branches that are coming out of it where a head would normally, um, or maybe you cut off all the branches on its head and it's just doesn't seem overly bo bothered by that. Hmm. Maybe it makes like a, a screeching noise though. What it's like, Oh, like a, I mean like a, a large tree falling over or something or like a cracking bough or something. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And so which one of your buddies do you want to inspire? Who's next? Inverna? Mm-hmm. I'll inspire her. Hmm. Okay. Cool. I believe that means she gets to add a D6 to her attack when she wants to. And I think that's your turn, right? Yeah. Gotcha. So she's up. So, yeah, I think she's just going to work biter it again. Yeah. Go for it. Now, if you miss, you can add a D6 to it. Oh, you did miss, so probably a good idea. Two. Okay, so that means it was a 12 to hit, which does end up hitting it for, what was that, 10 damage total? Oh, wait, no, just nine, I see. it. That's for the critical. But nine is still uh, quite good. This did quite a lot of damage to you, but it's not dead yet. But I'll let you describe what this arrow does to it that hurts it so bad. Okay, so since Serafina gave it like a buzz cut basically <laughs> um you know then uh inverna um seeing this says uh, like um maybe she says something like 
you know, I might be an elf, but that doesn't mean that I love trees. And <laughs> and then she takes her bow and, and strikes the strikes the tree again and it hits it like I don't know, like at the top of the uh, above above the first one, but still underneath where where Beanie hit it. And the wood just like cracks in the middle. And so it sort of like creates this like a like an opening in like she's splitting it like it like an axe would basically. Oh yeah, and, nice. And and it just like cracks down the middle and sort of splits into oh, two. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, that one's looking uh I mean it's kind of falling apart, but still fighting. And what's Shanjian up to? Hmm. Again, from a game perspective, that fire spell, is there a possibility that that's going to hurt Serafina? No, not okay. that one in particular. Okay, but that thing gets uh, an advantage against it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, yeah, Shanjan will just be like, just jump over here and join Serafina, or maybe over here, and be like, yeah. I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah. And he says that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he yells it. I got a 13. There you go. Still hit. Cool. Four. Attack plus two, one target, hit three, one D six bludgeoning damage. I got three bludgeoning damage. Pretty good. Unless he's using both hands. Hmm. Oh yeah, there's a I should change that. There's a way to like roll the D eight. You want me there. to just click that? Um yeah, if you want if you want it if you, you think he's doing it too. He's got a four. Oh man, even better. He's he screams, Take that. Ooh, awesome. That actually uh exactly kills it. Good thing he did that. So yeah, go ahead and just you end up killing this creature. The the damage that Inverna and Serafina had done to this thing uh, have like put like enough like splits and whatnot in the wood that once Shanjan like whacks this thing, it just kind of like a log that's splitting just kind of like cr- cracks enough and uh, it kind of turns into an inert tree and falls over. Oh, I love that. Yeah, these I think she's the one who did that. So these the vines and the the underbrush that kind of grew up to make it harder to walk through kind of disappear and and ron john or ron john he, he's a surf surf <laughs> yeah. ninja oh yeah his nickname is kitsuki kawabanga now um ron john is like ah oh and he knocks the arrow and he's like where'd it go ha ah. all right ready mm-hmm I'm a tea leaf. Tea. Beautiful. 
tea leaf, trustworthy tea leaf. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of This American Dice Presents D&D, Dragon of Ice Spire Peak. The cast was Marisa as Serafina Tealeaf, Austin as Don John Raskin, and David, who is me, the Dungeon Master. Music for this episode was An Ocean Wide by Sebastian Forslin, and Happy Victory by the Heatley Burrows. If you could please rate, review, and subscribe to our show at your favorite podcatcher, it would really help this American Dice. I will personally read any five-star review I receive as Doys, the dandiest badger. Join us next week for another episode of This American Dice. Remember, wash your hands and wear a mask, please. You never know what you're going to run into. You just don't care about canon anymore, do you, Austin? Because you were born in that hat that you always wear. How dare you? Oh, you're right. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah, my my mother just gave birth into this hat. (laughs) Or I was born with it already on. Either one of those. Whichever one is funnier. No, the first time you take it off, all the afterbirth is just going to dump out. Oh, my God. Look what's in me. How did no one smell this? How did I not? I mean, I got used to it, but how did you not smell it? Oh, I smelled it. Honestly, maybe that's why that's why I keep dating woodland animals. <laughs> tea leaf, trustworthy tea leaf. Was that the song you sang to Agatha? Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> Pretty good. I like how you just uh, devolved into an R2-D2 for a minute there. <laughs> beep, 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 bop. Uh, yeah, um, and every everyone is different. So whenever she wants another person to to like you know believe in her, she just sings something else. So like for Don John, she'd be like, "Believe in me, Don John. Believe in me, Don John. You got a long, long song. You got a long, long song. Believe in me, Don John. Believe in me, Don John." And then he just believes her. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs>